Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Nothing like some huge breaking news before we start the show. Hey, everybody, Mark Aram and the Bananas back in our normal time slot with you till 8 in the p.m., we are going to have some fun tonight, but uh, the breaking news, Chris Chandler just dropped on us there. Nick Saban testing positive for COVID-19. What does that mean for the big dogs game this Saturday here on 95.5 WSB? We'll monitor that story and get you an update. First off, though, I need two contestants to play Millennial Match Game. Call right now, 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. Two contestants to play my favorite game of all time. Let's play Millennial Match Game. I teased it yesterday that uh, we're going to get Mike Shields to play Millennial Match Game for us tonight. And sure enough, Dr. Mike Shields joins us live about 77 feet away from me in the WSB Traffic Center. How are you, Mike? Doing good, buddy. Yeah, just sitting here uh, watching rough Atlanta traffic this afternoon. Yeah, we got a red alert in Newton County. Doug's going to be around in just a minute. Uh, tonight's Millennial Match Game category. Well, first off, before I tell you the category, Tell the folks a little bit about Mike Shields, the person. I'm married, have a beautiful wife and two dogs, and loving life. I can confirm all of those facts. And in a previous life, Mike, you were what? I was a police officer. Mike's a former law enforcement officer, LEO. So tonight's Millennial Match Game category are TV cops, Mike Shields. TV cops. So I'm going to say the name of a TV cop, and you have to guess what TV show He's from or she's from. Got it? That's some pressure, but I got it. Think about that. Let's meet our contestants on the phone. David's in Lithia Springs. David, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is David. Uh, I'm from Georgia. I'm an Alabama fan. I'm really going to miss Nick Saban not being there this week. Uh, at the game, I hope they whoop up on Georgia. Well, all right. Yeah, don't don't disqualify don't disqualify yourself from the game just yet, David. We'll stop you right there. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Joel is in Duluth. Joel, tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Let's see. Um, I am from uh, Canton, Georgia. Um, born and raised here in Georgia. And um, that's all big I need to know, Joel. Fan and. Uh, <laughs> going to be a good game Saturday. All right, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, so here's the deal. Before we get to Millennial Match Game, I think if if it's just the coach that tests positive and none of the players do, they're going to play the game. What we have to watch for is if any of the Alabama players tested positive because then it might be a whole different thing. All right, what do you guys turn your radio down? Again, Millennial Match Game, TV Cop Edition. Slow down. Millennial Match Game, TV Policeman Edition. Uh, Brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. I'm going to say the name of a uh, police officer from a TV show. You guys don't need to know the TV show. You just got to guess whether or not. Put them down, Longoria. Um, You don't have to know the answer. You just have to guess whether Mike Shields will know. Mike, this is an example. doesn't count. Uh, Chief Wiggum. What TV show is Chief Wiggum from? 
Ooh. Ooh. No cheating, I can see you. Ooh. Uh, da, 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 heat of the night. <laughs> I heard Chuck say, what? It's uh, terrible answer. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Oh, Cheap old. All right, so uh, I, th I think we can go when in doubt. The millennial doesn't know. All right, let's get those radios turned down. David, here you go. Millennial Match Game, TV Police Officer Edition. Will Millennial Mike Shields know a TV show starred a police officer named Barney Fife? Barney Fife. Yes. You say yes. Barney Fife was from what TV show, Mike Shields? The greatest Andy Griffith. All right. You redeemed yourself a little bit. A little bit. A little redemption there, Chuck, right? I mean, at least you got that one right. It's just such a bad guess. Yeah. The heat of the night <laughs> with Chief Wiggum. old. All right, David gets the point. Good job. TV Police uh, Officer Edition of Millennial Match Game. Joel, you're up. Uh, this police officer's name is Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Will Millennial Mike Shields know what TV show that's from? No. I say no as well. Carl Winslow, Mike Shields. Gotta have faith. It's uh, Family Matters. That is right. I would not have gotten that. Now, I know Steve Winslow was on Family Matters, but I did not know Carl Winslow. All right, no point for Joel. I would have gotten that one wrong, too, Joel. All right, David, uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say there's no way in heck that Mike Shields gets this one right, but I don't want to influence your vote. Uh, Frank Ferrillo. Will Millennial Mike Shields know a TV show starred a police officer named Frank Ferrillo? Oh, of course. Of course. He's an intelligent guy. You say yes. Yes. All right, Mike. I like his uh, confidence. I know the name. I know the name, and this is going to kill me. Uh, I'm going to guess why not. This is terrible. Columbo. Hill Street Blues. Hill, that's a tough one, though. I, that's, a, that's an old show, especially for millennials. The good news is there's no way uh, Mike Shields is cheating in the traffic center because he's got Alex Williams in there with him. And Alex is, is certainly no help. Round two, a millennial match game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. What is the score, Deborah Green? It is David one, Joel yet to score, but it is Joel's turn. Joel, you're up. Uh, millennial match game, TV police officer edition. Will millennial Mike Shields know what TV show starred a police officer named Hank Schrader? Hank Schrader. Yes. Mike Shields, Hank Schrader. Police officer in what TV show, buddy? Oh, my goodness. I have no idea. As a former police officer. Oh, Chuck just fell off his chair. <laughs> Absolutely fell off his chair. You're embarrassing the uh, boys in blue. <laughs> Hank Schrader, the uh, brother-in-law cop in Breaking Bad. I thought that would be a little bit easier. Yeah, it's a newer show. Have you seen that show, Mike? I, I've never seen it. Oh, wow. I've never oh, seen Mike. Breaking Bad. You know what? Mike. you got to get cable, buddy. I do. Comcast. I, I, I know. Chuck. That's on my to-watch list. Stop watching Disney. <laughs> All right. David, you're up. Uh, Cordell Walker is the name of this police officer. Cordell Walker. Well, yes, Mike Shields, you, know you say yes. Cordell Walker, yeah. Mike Shields. <laughs> Starsky and Hutch, why not? Not Starsky and Hutch. Good guess. It's in the name. Walker really. Ranger. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Walker, oh. Texas Ranger. Yeah. yeah. I would have forgiven you because that's an older show, too. But uh, I, I would think. His name is in it. I know, but I didn't think about the Walker part. Well, I understand. So uh, Starsky and Hutch, and that was his guess. Yeah, exactly. All right, who's up, Deborah Green? It's Joel's turn. Joel, here we go. Uh, well, Millennial Mike Shield. How old are you again, Mike? 30. 30. He's an older millennial. Will he know what TV show starred a police officer named uh, David Starsky? David Starsky. Yes. Yeah. 
David Starsky, Millennial Mike Shields. Isn't that with Chuck Norris? No, Starsky and Hutch. I should have done the second name. Would you, if I said Kenneth Hutchison, would you have, would you have gotten it right? I would have known that. Yes. Yeah, I would have known that. <laughs> All right, uh, who's up, Deb? I'm so sorry. I'm it's lost. David's turn. David, you're up. Millennial Match Game TV Police Officer Edition. This is a tough one because I know it, David. You know it, David. A majority of the listeners know it, David. But will Millennial Mike Shields know what TV show starred a police a police officer named Roscoe P. Coltrane? Yes. You say yes. A lot of faith in the millennial. Roscoe P. Coltrane, Mike Shields. Dukes of Hazard. As a future law enforcement officer growing up in the state of Georgia, this had to have been your favorite show, right? Not a chance. No? No. 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 What was your favorite show? I loved, uh, I mean, it wasn't even cop shows. It was like the comedies, like Seinfeld and stuff like that. All right. I would have thought. Do I mean, don't need I, him anymore. I, I was it. I was a Yankee in Connecticut, and I love Dukes of Hazard. That was fantastic. All right, it is Joel's turn. This TV police officer's name is Olivia Benson. Olivia Benson, our first female police officer. Well, Mike Shields, the millennial, know what TV show Olivia Benson was a police officer on. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, too. Olivia Benson, Mike Shields. Yeah, I'm just going to say Law and Order. Why not? Oh, what a guess. He pulled it out of his tushy. Oh, my God. That was a hell of a guess. Uh, Law and Order SVU, but we'll take any Law and Order. Uh, Absolutely. I can't believe you got that one. Sorry, Joel. I would have thought you would have gotten that point there. All right, David, uh, Millennial Match Game, TV Police Officer Edition. Well, Millennial Mike, he's 30 years young. So he's a youngin'. He's a little guy. Not physically, but in age. Will he know a TV show starred a police officer named Frank Columbo? Frank Columbo. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. Very confident there. Frank Columbo, Mike Shields. My man, Columbo. That is correct. He's he's no longer with us, right? He's, no, he had to have passed a while. Yeah. Longoria knows him as the dad from A Princess Bride. That's, yep. that's where Longoria... <laughs> Why don't I know him as Columbo? Yeah. Uh, all right, it is Joel's turn. Joel, this police officer, Andy Sipowitz. Andy Sipowitz. Will Millennial Mike Shields know a TV show starter police officer named Andy Sipowitz? No. I'm with you. No way. Uh, Andy Sipowitz, Mike Shields. Uh, I'm just going to guess CSI. That's a good guess. NYPD Blue. Ah. Way before your time. He was the short, bald, chubby guy. And I think it wasn't like a big controversy. They so they showed his uh, tushy on TV. Like it was like a, yeah. yeah, it was a yeah, big thing. That was a big yeah. deal. Yeah, Chuck's got the VHS tape. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was I don't know if it was a big deal because they showed a male bum or that was the male bum they chose to show. Either like, way, it's combination iconic. of both. Yeah, like I think it was because it was primetime TV at the time. Primetime yeah. TV and uh, Sipowitz's bum. That was it was not good. All right, end of round two, of Millennial Match Game. What is the score, Deborah Green? David three, Joel two. All right, we have prize packs to give away too, so it's going to be a nail biter when we come back. Following breaking news, Alabama head football coach Nick Saban has t- tested positive for COVID nineteen. WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black's going to join us in a little bit and break that down to what it means to the Georgia game. We'll come right back though. Millennial Match Game continues next on the Mark Aram Show. Welcome to all the Braves fans that have just switched over from the game to the Mark Aram Show. Uh, the Braves are down 6 to nothing in the first inning. That's okay. 
That's okay. They're still going to be up in the series. Thank you for joining us on the Mark Aram Show. You are just in time for the final round of Millennial Match Game. What is the score, Deborah Green, and who is up? All right, David's got three, Joel with two, but it is David's turn. David, you're up. Millennial Match Game with Mike Shields in the Traffic Center. Will Millennial Mike Shields know what TV show starred a police officer named Ricardo Tubbs? Ricardo no. Tubbs. No. You say no. Mike Shields, Ricardo Tubbs. What uh, what TV show is that police officer from? Ooh, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to guess. Uh, I really don't know. <laughs> if I said Crockett and Tubbs, would you know? No. Miami Vice. Ah. What's well, it's odd because Mike Shields dresses like he was on Miami Vice. <laughs> I thought you would have gotten that one. Yeah. All right, Joel, you need this one, buddy. Uh, final one. Uh, Millennial Match Game TV Cop Edition. Lieutenant Theop. No, Lieutenant Theo Kojak. Theo Kojak. Well, Millennial Mike Shields know what TV show that's from. Yes. Mike Shields, real quick. Theo Kojak. Wasn't that from Kojak? Good job, Mike Shields. Good thank job. You, Final you. score, Deborah. David Ford, Joel Three. But we can give them both prize packs, right? Yeah, we can. We can All right, that. hang on the line, guys. Don't hang up. Tell them what they won, Deborah Green. You each got a one-car pass to whenever my notes load <laughs> at Ameris Bank Amphitheater. I believe it's the music of Led, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. At Ameris Bank Amphitheater yeah. on October 18th. I think it's the Atlanta Symphony, too, playing yes. it, isn't it? Yeah, it's good stuff right there. So congrats, guys. Uh, we've got some breaking COVID news. We'll come back. WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black will join us. It's a safe place for Braves fans here. No need to check out the game. Stick with the Mark Aram Show back after this. Hey, this is Rosie Perez, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. 639, 74 degrees on Peachtree Street. Uh, 7 on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter. Mark Aram and the bananas with you till late in the p.m., Happy to be back in our normal time slot. I don't know. It just feels co- more comfortable here. Yeah. Agree, disagree? I don't know. No, I agree. It's a little darker. Yeah. It's a little calmer. Although, uh, really, we have really bad breaking news before we get back to the show. Oh, this is ugly. Where is Hector? The first inning of the National League Championship Series Game 3 just ended. Just ended. It's 6.39 and 30 seconds. The game started at 6. The first inning just ended because the Braves uh, just let up 11 runs to the Dodgers in the first inning. Unbelievable. Again, I warmly welcome all the Braves fans that turned off the radio broadcast. We're we're here. We'll take your mind off of that. The series isn't over. The Braves are still going to do this. But tonight is not their night. Uh, ironically, joining us live uh, is WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black. Before we get to the breaking football news, uh, 11 zip, Jay Bird. Holy smokes. So that means that the Braves' record has been broken from last year. From last year. So the, the, Fulte the 2019 game. Braves are off the hook. Yeah, the Fulton Evitz game uh, is is a distant memory. That was a clinching game, though. Uh, but this is whole, 11 runs in the first inning. I was worried about Kyle Wright. I talked to you this morning about it. I didn't think it'd be that bad, though. Holy shnikes. Uh, no. Per, you know, perhaps the strategy, well, not the strategy, but the necessity of uh, three rookies in the rotation in the playoffs may be a little tough. Yeah. Well, I didn't bring Jay Black to talk about a historic 11-run inning by the Dodgers, but I did uh, bring you on to talk about the uh, the news out of uh, Tuscaloosa. Nick Saban, the uh, the head football coach at Alabama, has tested positive for COVID-19. What do we know right now, Jay? 
We know that uh, he says he found out earlier this afternoon and in a statement that the school released earlier today, he says that he is asymptomatic. So he found out, went home immediately. He is working from home and uh, offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian will oversee preparations at the complex, as uh, he says in that statement. Also, the athletic director of the University of Alabama, Greg Byrne, says he has uh, tested positive today as well. He tested positive this morning. He um he says that he went into self-isolation immediately. We've been diligent about mask wearing and social distancing from the start and want to continue to encourage you all to take the necessary precautions to help stop the spread of the virus for yourself and those around you. So this is the first coach in the SEC to get it, uh, especially this close to a game. FSU's Mike Norvell also had it earlier this year, but they played the game without him. So we'll see if that's what happens between Georgia and Alabama. But right now, uh, still scheduled for 8 o'clock Saturday night. All right. Uh, Jay Black joining us on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, obviously, it's a big uh, sports story, big news story, made even bigger by the fact that you mentioned that the Bulldogs are scheduled to play Alabama this weekend, number two versus number three. Massive game. Uh, the coach just tested positive, you mentioned, in another school, and they played the game. Uh, we'll find out more at a press conference tonight. But I would imagine if none of the players test positive – uh, this this game's going to be a go here on your home of the dogs. I would suspect that would be the case. They test players in the SEC t- three times a week. That will include Thursday. So, and some of them are tested on Wednesday. So it is presumable that all of the Alabama players can get through a round of testing. And if they all test negative or the vast majority of them, then uh, game on. But as we've seen with Florida today, they're not going to play LSU. Vandy, Missouri, that game got canceled because Vandy doesn't have enough players to run out there. Uh, so it is a little tenuous at the moment. I mean, uh, Nick Saban is such an important figure in Alabama football. Would there be a chance that the athletic department says, we can't play without Nick Saban? Like, we're just going to cancel the game or postpone the game. Would they try to pull out? I don't know if that would meet. Their, their, the SEC has kind of set barometers that you can't really quit unless this happens, which really means you have enough players to field a team or at least to practice. I don't don't I mean, I don't know. It's everything. But it's Alabama. We're, we're making things up as we go along here. <laughs> but, so. but it's Alabama, and, and if yes. the SEC's ever going to bend or break rules for uh, an organization, it's the Alabama football team. But, uh, you know, the game is still scheduled for 8 o'clock on CBS on Saturday night, so <laughs> they may have oh, something yeah, to say Oh, yeah, that's a good that. point. WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Block, again, if you're just joining us, breaking news, Nick Saban, head football coach of the University of Alabama, tested positive for COVID-19 today. He is in isolation. The big Bulldog game this Saturday in question. It'll probably come down to see if any of the uh, football players from Alabama, the Crimson Tide, tested positive. And we're going to hear from the coach and uh, Alabama when Jay Black wins his press conference. Well, he has a regularly scheduled media availability at 7 p.m. Eastern. If that happens or not is not clear, but that okay. is what is on his schedule. All right, and uh, if, if we get that, uh, audio will bring it to you as soon as we can. Jay Bird will flip it for us and smack it up, flip it, rub it down, get it on the Mark Aram Show as soon as possible. Uh, big sports day. Bad news for the Braves and uh, bad news for the Crimson Tide. Let's just hope, Jay Bird, we can uh, get this game on Saturday because this is a big one. This is a yeah. huge game for the Bulldogs. It's uh, By my count, it's the first time uh, George has played in a game with two teams in the top three since 1942 in the regular season. that, Jay, bringing the facts. Um, if the game goes, our coverage on Saturday begins when? 4 p.m., and then we'll kick it off at 8 o'clock, and you can hear it all right here on the Home of the Dogs and on the WSB Radio app as well. You have my number, Jay. If anything breaks, text me. We'll get you back on the air, buddy. Will do. All right, your thoughts. Uh, I don't want to talk about the Braves. Bad, bad juju there. 
Saban has the COVID. Will the game be played this Saturday? What do you think? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Following breaking news out of Alabama, Nick Saban, head football coach, 68 years old, test positive for COVID-19. Kristen Saban, I believe is his daughter, just tweeted out, Chuck, no symptoms. He's literally coaching practice from a Zoom call. I had permission to say this. So uh, he's uh, asymptomatic. He tested positive, but certainly doubts about the Georgia-Alabama game this Saturday here on your home of the dogs, number two versus number three. I think if none of the players test positive, the game will be a go. But I don't know. You played. Uh, you're a, f- a former Division One athlete like myself. Coaches are very hands-on. Mm. I don't know about in track, but in baseball they were very. Hand. Yeah, I, track they weren't. I don't remember in football them being super like hand, like so close yeah. and hands. I don't know. The I, position I coaches were. You know, like my tight end coach would be. You know, up in your grill. Yeah. Oh, okay. The head coach not so much, but. Uh, Gosh, I, I hope he's okay, obviously, yeah, yeah. and I hope the game is played because I was really excited for this game. What do you think? Will this game happen? 404-872-0751-800 WSB Talk. Corey joins us in coming, Georgia. Corey, welcome to the show. How you doing? What's up, Corey? Uh, you know, I'm just thinking Saban tested positive, but he had no symptoms. And I'm a hockey guy, but uh, I know football players have played with the flu and pneumonia in playoff games before. And if he's... Is he even contagious? I don't. I don't think it's an issue. I think he'd be on the sideline and wouldn't be worried about it. I, that I understand your uh, your point of view, but according to the SEC uh, protocols with the COVID nineteen, that that is not going to happen. So they they are following the CDC guidelines. So as soon as he tests positive, he's got to uh, do the fourteen day isolation according to the SEC guidelines. So he could. I mean, it's and what if it's a what if it's a false positive. Well, I'm sure they're going to test him again for sure. You know, they're not going yeah. to take one test and just count on that. They'll be testing him. But the fact that he tested and the athletic director tested positive makes me think that unless they got a bad batch of tests, that he probably does have it. But we didn't. I mean, we didn't get tested when we were younger. When you weren't sick, you didn't get tested. You played. And I know you look back at uh, football players playing in the playoffs that had the flu or throwing up on the sidelines and stuff. I. I I just don't see how it's an issue. But you, you think they're comparable to flu and COVID? Yeah, I think they're very comparable. Yeah, actually, okay. yeah. You know what's funny? So I'm 46 years old, and in my 46 years, I've never known anyone that died from flu. I know eight people that have died from COVID. That's weird. They're comparable. But in 46 years, <laughs> yeah, they're not. Never heard of anyone dying from flu. Ever. I've known a lot of people that got the flu. Yeah. Never met anyone. And uh, that's 46 years, and in the last eight months, eight people I know have died uh, from COVID. I don't COVID. think they compare it to pneumonia, because I know people who have died of pneumonia. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a better thing. Why do they always go with the flu? Yeah. It's not even close. It's the same type of disease with the same characteristics, that's why. There you go. Wow. Uh, should doc- find a better comparison. Cause Dr. <laughs> Deborah Esposito. <laughs> uh, I, I, listen, it's it's highly transferable. Uh it's it's more deadly than the flu. It's you you got to take precautions, right? I mean, thankfully the president's okay now, but they threw the everything but the kitchen sink at the dude to yeah. save him, right? I mean, they were like experimental things, sure, you know, steroids, yes. Here's uh, a Dr Pepper. <laughs> uh, you know, medicine we got from aliens. Sure, let's you know whatever we can. It, it's just take it seriously. Take it seriously, and uh, uh, the SEC is going to take it seriously. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, JJ is in Sewanee. JJ, welcome to the show. 
Hello, Mark. Uh, I'm a big dog fan here, and I just want to say I hope they do play this weekend. And if Saban can't play and Georgia finally beats Bama, he can still say he wasn't beat by one of the because he wasn't there. He wasn't there. No, but that's, <laughs> that's the thing about I mean, I don't know what you do for a living, J.J., but here at work, 90% of the staff is digital now, maybe, maybe more than 90%. So I know it's not optimum for Nick Saban to be coaching from, the, uh, from his you know, living room, but you can do it. You can Zoom coach. You can use that Microsoft Teams thing. Imagine him barking in your ear during the game, <laughs> yeah. and you're trying to like. You just mute him. Yeah. Well, no, that's the problem. <laughs> you know, yeah. That'll He's work 68. Out. He'll he'll not know how to get the mute off. Yeah, that'll yeah. Be thing. I'm like, coach, we can't hear you. You're muted. <laughs> coach Saban, you're muted. What do we call? What play do we? No, hit the mute button. <laughs> coach. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll continue to talk about that. A big breaking story. Nick Saban has COVID-19. Uh, don't worry about the Braves. They'll be playing Game Four tomorrow. Game one, game three is uh, it's over. It's not going to be a thing. Uh, we'll do uh, talk about some other stuff when we come back though. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. This is the Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. the show to go to Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there at 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. The whole gang here tonight. Deborah Green produced the show. Longoria, the stoic one on the other side of the takeout window. Beefsteak Charlie screens them calls. Back in our normal time slot. They're filling in for Erickson the last two days. Coming up in 30 minutes, Johnny Kilboss will join us with a fast food review. We'll continue to talk about Nick Saban's positive uh, test for COVID-19. Very, uh, it's a big story nonetheless, but especially this week because the dogs are playing the Crimson Tide this Saturday. So I'd right now, I'd say that the game might be in jeopardy. I think if it's just the coach that has it, we'll play the game. But if any of the players get it, we saw the Florida game got canceled for this weekend. So that's that's just not good. Uh, This is a story. This is a COVID-related story, but it's not... Uh, it's a different angle. Um, this is from Idaho. Chuck, I would imagine growing up in uh, Whitefish, Montana, I'm horrible at geography, but I would imagine you've been to Idaho before in your life. Oh yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, how far away from I from Whitefish, Montana was the Idaho border? No, I, not even an hour. Oh, not even an hour. No, it's way. We're way over on the western side of the state, so we're All very right. close to Idaho. Be- beautiful though. Idaho is beautiful, very right? Beautiful. Yeah, good yes. potatoes and everything. Yep. So here's a story out of Idaho. I just want to make sure that oh, one nice. of us, had, none of you guys have been to Idaho before, have you? Yeah, I have a cousin there. My private Idaho? Yes. Yes, okay. The Longoria and I have never, never, been, to never been to Idaho. Um, an Idaho university has warned students to stop intentionally exposing themselves to the COVID virus. Apparently that uh, Brigham Young University in Idaho, uh, students there have been purposely catching COVID-19 so they could sell their plasma and make money. You know how they want plasma oh, wow. to get the... Right, the, yeah. That's that's being food insecure right there. Apparently, depending on where you donate or get paid for, it could be up to $100 a donation. A dose? And, 
and they let you, I think it's donate maybe twice a week. Wow. So, that, so <laughs> two, for a college, a day, for a college a week, kid, yeah. that's a lot that's, of money. Yeah, yeah that's, that's unbelievable to me. And I agree with the uh, university. Kids don't do that. I know that's a lot of uh, cash for a college, for a, a food insecure college kid. Yes. 200 bucks. Don't catch the Rona just to donate your plasma. That's not good. Um, it's a crazy story, but it made me think back to my uh, food insecure years in college and, and some of the crazy things I did for money. And I've discussed these on the show, so this isn't anything breaking. Um, but I sold Avon in college. Like that, that's how food insecure I was. I sold Avon makeup. Longoria in college. No, I understand what it is. And in high school, I would uh, I turned to a life of crime Uh-oh. and stole deposit bottles from liquor stores mm. and uh, in a hospital once. Uh, I already told you about that. Um, that that's how desperate I was for cash. That I sold Avon, and I would steal deposit bottles and return them for the nickel deposit. What's the craziest or most weird thing you've ever done for money when you, you were really broke, Longoria? Aside working in radio, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that alone, I, I can't. I don't think I ever, no, did anything to where I, you know, Chuck, did you ever steal eggs from the neighbor or something <laughs> like that? I mean, I, I, I have a fairly lengthy history of stealing things when I was a kid. Yeah, if you really want to get into it, but but like just being like in college, you really poor in college. So okay, so in college, I don't know why I used to do this. I didn't have a lot of money for lunch. But I'd have just enough to get like this really small sandwich, but it was never enough. Yeah. I always used to steal these power bars, the berry flavored power bars. Oh, why would you choose the berry? Because though? it had because it, it had the um the most whatever in it. Okay. Know, it calories. Was it for it was. taste? It wasn't no, oh, okay. no, no, gotcha. no, 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 no. It was literally I was like I was like the people who look at the back to find out what's got yeah, least yeah. calories. I was looking for the most. Most calories. yeah. And in the you're... in the little food court there, it was the only thing I could afford. Yeah. Yeah, I used to, I used to pocket those almost every day. Wow. All right. Yeah, it was the only way I could make it to dinner, or sometimes I didn't have enough money for dinner, so I, I was get like it. the only meal until the yeah. next day. All right, I'm not judging you. Yeah, so I'm I used not. to. I sold Avon. I used I'm to five not, figure deal those. A lot. I'm not. I'm not judging you. It's crazy what you'll do if you're if you're hungry and you oh, have yeah. no money for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, what we did the, this game, it wasn't just me. I had a roommate. Uh, we had a, a house. There was four of us. It was three friends and one guy in a fraternity that we didn't like, and we just got kind of like stuck with him. Mm-hmm. And he he was really rich. And we we get we rented this house, and we're like, hey, I can't remember his name. Oh, Ed Gahuli. Ed Gahuli. I know. Of course. Exactly. And we're like, hey, we're gonna go to some uh, some yard sales and get some furniture for the house. And we would buy like a couch for fifteen dollars and a table for two dollars and. Uh, and then we were like, yeah, all right, the couch was two fifty, two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> the table was seventy-five. Oh, nice. So you owe us uh hundred and forty for all the furniture. He'd be like, okay. And we like that was that but we just didn't like him. Yeah. Well, yeah that's like fine. We, if if you were my roommate Longoria, we wouldn't have done that to you. I'm sure you would. We would have jacked it up a little. But yeah. <laughs> not as much as Ed Gahuli. So I just want to know, uh at your brokest, what's the weirdest thing you've done for money? Because uh these kids at BYU Idaho intentionally catching COVID-19 so they can sell their plasma. 404-872-0751-800 WSB-TALK. Mike's in May Retta. Mike, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Uh, I'm just uh, amazed that you know eight people that died from COVID. Yeah, eight. Uh, well, I, I know three that had it and didn't. And if you want to throw the president in, that's four. four. Well, I know you know so, one person that died that had it. Who's that? Herman Cain. Herman, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, buddy. My friend died. 
David's in Stockbridge. David, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. It's Dave, but uh, hey, uh, Dave. Same, same subject. You're not going to know a lot about the COVID other illnesses happening because you don't hear about people dying from flu or other things. All you hear about is how complications of COVID. We still there? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to digest what you just said. So you think I've known people that have died from the flu that 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 I just didn't know about? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying that. You would necessarily know someone that died from the flu. I'm just saying a lot of people have died from other things, and it's all going down to the complications of COVID. So you, uh, you, I'm not saying COVID's not deadly. It yeah, is yeah. deadly. But you don't trust the numbers, though. The, the The numbers might be juiced. I think the numbers are overrated because they're not really saying everything. If you have a weak immune system, if you have a weak respiratory system, uh, it's complications of COVID. Yeah, the the COVID kills you. You might have a weak immune system, but you get the COVID, and the COVID kills you. I went sold my hair for money. <laughs> Thank you, Deborah Green. Because <laughs> I go. have very long hair, yeah, and I rarely, locks. I rarely cut it. And I was in college, and somebody actually just asked me, "It's like, would you ever consider selling your hair?" Which I didn't know you could do. Yeah. And so I'm like, "Yeah, why not?" And I shaved the whole thing off. Wow, how yeah. much do you get? Uh, like three hundred bucks. So oh, you wow. didn't just cut it; you shaved the well, whole thing. They cut it. You know, there was a professional yeah. salon. They cut it, and I don't know what they did. Three hundred bucks. And then I just went decided to do the whole shave of my head. You thing. sent me a story last week that we didn't get to talk about uh, the the billion dollar hair industry out of China. Oh, that's so creepy. Like, like people in China, like like if you go and buy a weave here in the United States, right, right. with real human hair, odds are it's come it's it came from China. Mm-hmm. But apparently, the story Deb found was that. Like these people are not willingly giving oh, up their hair. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're like it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're like, like being held behind the yes. yep. Oh wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And they there was like a big bust at the airport or one of the ports. Like, you know, you've heard of blood diamonds? Mm-hmm. Like this is like blood hair. Like they have uh hostages in, in China. What? And they're just growing their hair and growing. Because you want like you want kind of like call it virgin hair. You don't right, want it to right. be dyed. You don't. You right. want it to be like nice, soft, untouched hair. And if you're still young and you have that hair, people will take oh, it. Crazy. Yeah, they'll sell it, and they can sell it for a premium dollar. Yeah. So three hundred bucks, though. Yeah, in college, that's a ton of money. The, right now, that's a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, I, can I would use sell whatever hair, <laughs> whatever hair I've had left. I would sell it for three hundred bucks right now. Wolf is in Noonan. Wolf, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Well, talking about saving. I'm actually more worried about him being sick. I'm a Bulldog fan. But the thing is, he has given his team something to fight for. Oh, so motivation for the team. Brett Favre had the greatest game of his life. Actually, one of the best quarterback performances on a Monday night. When he learned his father died? What was the... Yeah. yeah, oh, Brett Favre. No, his father passed away that weekend. Yeah. And he had a Monday night game, and he played. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And it was astronomical. Motivation, that's a good point. Motivation could really fire up the Crimson Tide against the Bulldogs uh, this weekend. we got to watch out for that. Uh four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Joe joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Joe. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, would you like me to tell you what I did to make money when I was a poor teenager. I would love to know what you did, my friend. Well, here's what I did. Uh, I had a, uh, had a good con. I was a con artist. So what I did was 
I um, went to the arcade. There's two arcades in town, one at Acres Mill and one down on South Cobb. And the, the one at Acres Mill took uh, four – you put a dollar in, you got four tokens. The one on South Cobb, you got 10 tokens with a coupon. You could double it to 20 token, tokens, and the, and the tokens worked in both places. Oh, that's so was, genius. Yeah, so I did a little resale action. And then <laughs> I, opted, I went even further with it and made good money on that because I would sell my tokens for five for a dollar, you know, and beat the house. At uh, you know, at the Acres Mill. How long were you able thing, to c- continue with that scam? Oh, I did that for because I also worked at the movie theater too. So I was, you know, I could uh, on my breaks and stuff, I could go over there and work it. So I worked it for a while. But the, the scam only works if they they're both using the same types of tokens, and they were. And they were. Wow, yeah, they were. that's yeah. great. So it was great arbitrage. And I went a step further. I found out that Jamaican dollar coins work perfectly as quarters in our vending machines and stuff. So then I got, if you get Jamaican dollar coins, you can use them as quarters and they're only worth like 10 cents. Is that so still, is that still the case? Them. Longoria is looking through his change purse right now. A Canadian coin? <laughs> Jamaican, Jamaican. Oh, Jamaican. Jamaican. So, yeah. Oh, Jamaican man. coin. I had a, speaking of, uh, of coins, I, I've mentioned this before. My buddy dose, John Gumbaro, definitely dad was mobbed up. He had a scam. My freshman year of college, pre cell phones, we had a payphone on, on in the hall in the dorm I lived in, and he had this little device where you'd call like Longoria. You'd be calling home to Corpus to your mom or whatever, and then you know the payphones. For those who don't know what payphones are, the operator, the recorder, would be like, "Please uh, deposit a dollar fifty cents to complete this call." And he had this this thing that made noise, and you hold it up, and you'd click it, and it made the sound of like a quarter dropping in or something, and they'd connect the calls. So it was free long distance calls, and he used to charge people like, "Hey, five bucks," and I'll, I'll you right, know. right. And he, he did it like for a whole year, like nice, like uh, Mama Bell, uh, whatever it was back then. <laughs> Not Bell South, but they were they didn't even catch on. All right, uh, kids in Idaho getting COVID on purpose so they can sell their plasma. What's the craziest thing you've ever done when you were really, really? poor and food insecure 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram this is the Mark Aram show Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB Atlantis News and Talk stay here folks don't turn on the Braves game it's 13 to nothing in the top of the third inning the Braves are losing safe space here we got a safe space for you uh, Stan joins us on the Mark Aram show what's going on Stan Oh, living the dream, Mark, living the dream. When I was in college, my roommate and I would uh, take a pickup truck, drive from Baton Rouge to Texas, and at that time we could pick up Coors beer for five bucks a case, and you couldn't buy it in Louisiana. So we'd pick it up for $5 a case, drive back to Baton Rouge, and sell it for $25 a case. That's pretty great. How? What year was this? <laughs> This was, uh, well, 78 and 79. I had a buddy in Connecticut that owned, uh, like, a bodega. You know what a bodega is, like a little corner store? Uh-huh. And he used to sell me the expired cigarette packs. Like, I didn't even know this, but cigarettes, <laughs> I guess, can go bad. Yeah. Ones that didn't sell. He'd sell them to me for a buck a pack, and then I'd take them to college and sell them for five bucks a pack. Nice. That was a nice scam. That's but you can only get them right. once. You could only sell them once. Yeah. Because they were stale. And people yeah, like, yeah. People figure out. Yeah, they're like, oh, what the, what the hell is this? Oh, this is what I can't wait to hear. Russ in Gainesville. Oh, Russ. Come here a minute. I'm Russ, craziest thing you've ever done, done for money when you were broke, buddy. Hey, I remember that course thing, though, because when I was in high school here, 
they didn't have Coors beer here, and people would pay crazy money. Yeah, you couldn't get it east of the Mississippi for a long time. What I used to do uh, when I was in college, I had an Audi, but I didn't have any money, and I would siphon gas out of things. Like with your, uh, you take stick a tube in the tank and then suck on it? Yeah, I'd have a piece of garden hose, and I'd go find, I think these big trucks, I think they were garbage trucks, and at night I'd stick the, you know, in the gas receptacle, just suck on it and stick it in my car. Didn't even have to use a can because I was lower yeah. than the truck was. Wow. Just watch the kids, gas angle. Kids at home, don't try that. Don't try that at home. Uh, that's a professional move. Russ, I got to run. We'll talk to you tomorrow, brother. Uh, when we come back, more of your calls. Uh, college kids in Idaho purposely contracting coronavirus so they can sell their plasma to make money. What's the craziest thing you've done for cash when you were hard up? Plus, WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black's going to join us again. We've heard from Coach Nick Saban out of Alabama. We'll hear what he had to say about his COVID-19 positive test and the implications for the big Bulldog Alabama game this Saturday here, hopefully on your home of the dogs, 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk, 404-872-0750 on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aaron. Back after this. Jamie Foxx here. You there? You listening to the Mark Aram Show? You better. Welcome back to the show. 736, 24 in front of 8 o'clock, covering breaking news in the sports world. Uh, both bad stories. First off, the Braves are losing now 15 to nothing in the third inning. How bad can this get, Chuck? Th- 15 to nothing. I don't know. Is there a mercy rule like when we were in Little yeah. League? Yeah. If this is a rec league softball game, they would have yeah. stopped right now. So that's the bad news. And this is actually really bad news. Hopefully he gets uh, better. Uh, Coach Nick Saban of the Alabama Crimson Tide p- tested positive today for COVID-19. We, our first words uh, since we get this news from Nick Saban here is his opening statement from his press conference. I was informed early this afternoon uh, that I had a top positive test for COVID-19 on a PCR test. Uh, at this point, I'm completely asymptomatic, feel fine. Uh, our medical officials have told me as long as I remain asymptomatic, I will have a daily PCR testing per SEC protocol uh, to confirm the initial positive. Uh, I I found this out about one o'clock today. I came home, I informed our team by Zoom. Um, I watched practice today. I talked to the team after practice today, all by Zoom. I actually could speak with uh, a manager if there was anything that I thought was not going correctly. so we're still still doing everything possible to get ready for the Georgia game, uh, preparing our team. Uh, I'll have normal meetings tomorrow. Everything will be on Zoom. Uh, we'll continue to do this. You know, Sark's kind of filling in in my absence uh, for anything that needs coordinated in the office. Um, but we're going to do everything we can to help our team, you know, get ready to play. And, uh, you know, the players today, it's our goal. That- Sounds like they're going to play WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black making his second appearance of the Mark Aram Show tonight. Sounds like we're, we're good to go on Saturday for now, Jay Black. Yeah, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey even said uh, to Yahoo Sports that we are moving forward. We'll have tests on uh, Thursday and Friday, and that's kind of the hold-your-breath moment. But Alabama says those are the only two people that got it so far, the head football coach and the athletic director. But uh, Saban's working from home, and he says he can do everything that he normally does at practice 
at home. You heard him there say that uh, apparently they're live streaming practice to his house, and if he sees something he doesn't like, he's on the line with some manager, and he hollers <laughs> at the manager to holler at the players. Uh, that's got to be so tough for someone that's, like, so in control of something and then to be just take it out of the situation. And, and I mean, he still has the power, but he's not there, hands-on. Got to be tough. So as long as, the way I'm reading the scene here, as long as the players continue to test negative, we're a go this Saturday, uh, Georgia and Alabama. That's how I'm leaning. There is kind of a clause in the uh, SEC's uh, playing guidelines. You have to have 53 players to field a team, but you can also appeal if you have more than that, if you don't like your COVID situation, and the commissioner will decide. But it sounds like Saban's turned over the keys. He does, He said he did not know how he'd be able to communicate during the game. The offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, will be the acting head coach in his absence. Jay, I know you've got, you've got a busy schedule tonight, but I would like, if you can, hang out for the fast food review real quick. Yes, absolutely. All right. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the fast food review. Hey, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight. Oof, we do not want to know. He's COVID-19 negative. Johnny Kilbasa in the ever so popular fast food review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark I'm Great to be here and great to be with Jay Black any day of the week. The, the reason I, I kept Jay on is, I don't know if you know this or not, Johnny, but Jay is as much as a fast food fan as you and I. Like, every morning, we're on G-Chat during the morning news. Uh, Jay sits where Longoria sits during the Mark Aram show out in the traffic center. And Jay peppers me with questions or comments about fast food. What were you talking about yesterday, Jay? Oh, I can't even remember what happened yesterday. So I don't remember <laughs> what we were talking. Oh, no, it was the uh, Taco Bell Mexican pizza. Yes, yes. The Taco Bell Mexican pizza with the, uh, you know, being taken off the menu and folks were adamant about bringing it back. So I just wanted him to be here and. And, you know, Jay's a professional reporter, Johnny, so if he has any questions about tonight's review, I'd like him to ask you firsthand. So that being said, what's on the menu tonight, Big Buck? Definitely, Jay. Keep those pencils sharpened and keep writing those letters to get that thing back on the menu. Got it. have it back on the menu in no time. <laughs> but you know, Mark, it's fall. Fall means Halloween. And right now, Halloween means donuts. Dunkin' Donuts came out with a couple Halloween donuts, they always like to bring out something a little special mm -hmm. for the for the Halloween season. Now, of course, they're going to give you a little DIY Dunkin' Donut decorating kit. That's fun. Get some ice and get some sprinkles, take it home for the kids, have a party and all that. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. That's fun. Of course, you got the spider donut that comes in and out. Got a little orange thing going on. They put a little munchkin there with a couple eyeballs on it couple spider legs on there and that's fun too but that's not the big deal mark we got a new one on the menu this year ghost pepper donuts Whoa. oh we need breaking new sounder for that where is a ghost pepper donut tell me more johnny k that's right, Mark Aram. We've seen ghost peppers permeate a lot of toppings around the fast food world lately. It's fun to say most of the time they don't put that much heat into it, but it's fun to take a little challenge to yourself. And now Dunkin' Donuts is joining the party with a spicy ghost pepper donut. They're going to give you some strawberry flavoring on this one. They're going to give you some icing, strawberry icing with a little cayenne pepper and a little ghost pepper. And then that red sugary stuff that they put on there, and I don't even know exactly what it is. So you take it on the on, the, on their normal yeast uh, donut. So yeah. that's the run of the mill Dunkin' Donut there. So you take a bite of it, you get 
wash your tongue gets washed over with strawberry then the cayenne pepper hits you then the ghost pepper hits you too look it's not that hot so don't go in there <laughs> fearing for your life you can go in there tell everybody you ate a ghost pepper donut it's it's more strawberry than cayenne and ghost gotcha pepper. So jay that, i'll let you have the first question as we open things up during the johnny kielbasa press conference here Sure. So I guess what I have taken from this is we qualify Dunkin' Donuts as fast food. Oh, yeah. They have a drive-thru. That's fast food. Got it. Okay. Understood. Have you not been? Is that the first time in history that the Senate's strawberry and then leading into washed over with cayenne peppers? (laughs) Johnny's a poet, and he 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 creates phrases all the time. Have you not been to the the Dunkin' Donuts on Howell Mill in our neighborhood? I have not, no. Really? So I went there the other day. I'm a fan, uh, you know. Because you can get sweet treats, you can get the donuts, and they have, you know, breakfast sandwiches are really good. And the other day I went, and their bagels are underrated, but I they're they're always kind of light on the cream cheese, so I always get a toasted sesame bagel with extra cream cheese. And I got I went, brought it home, and I was going to split it with Maya, and the girl must have thought I said light cream cheese, because it was just oh, like no. a dusting. And I was like, ah. So I was very upset. Normally, Dunkin' Donuts, they throw what I say, extra cream cheese, they do it. And it leads me to the quote I posted on Twitter today, Longoria. I'm not a quote maker, but this is one of mm-hmm. my favorite quotes of all time. Okay. I did. They came up with this seven years ago. Uh, you can never have too much love in your life or too much cream cheese on your bagel. That's a Mark Aaron. Put that on quote. a T-shirt, everybody. <laughs> Put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So we're talking about uh, these kids. It's it's. Brigham Young University, Brigham Young University in Idaho. So apparently, Chuck, there's the regular one in Utah, and there's a campus in Idaho. The kids there caught COVID on purpose to sell their plasma to make money. Johnny K, any tough times in your life where you had to do something pretty weird for for money? When it came to piercing your skin and drawing something out of it, I always had to draw the line there. I did a lot of stupid things for money, but luckily I was delivering pizzas most of the time and giving free fast food advice on the street corners just for a little extra money. Uh, Jay, I'm going to ask you in a second, but I got some more breaking news here in Longoria. Where is Heck? Braves have scored their first run. It's now 15 to 1. WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black. Christian Pache just homered. Was that his first career home run? I believe it is. In the in the playoffs, in his the first playoffs. career home run in the play. That's pretty awesome. Very good. So a little silver lining. Braves now within two touchdowns, Johnny Kilbasa. Uh, <laughs> Jay Black, what is the strangest thing you've ever done for money in your illustrious career? Uh, well, check back with me next year, and if I don't have a career, maybe I'll tell you. Really? You never know. Was you know, it... we, we put Jay Black on the spot here, Mark. He's not doing too well. You know, <laughs> we brought him into the press conference. He's not, not yeah. asking questions. He's not answering questions. Sorry, Jay. He's a politician. He's, he's... I've, I've been focusing on other things. My, my mind right. was not in, in, the, in the fast food game. All <laughs> right. Uh, any final questions for Johnny before we let you go, Jay? Fast food related or otherwise? Any, anything we can look forward to next week? Oh, tease us. I'm not at liberty to discuss that right now. I'm not taking a position on it either way. Got it. I love it. Jay Black and Johnny Kilbasa crossing the screen. I apologize, Atlanta. I was not more prepared. I'll be ready next week. All right, Jay, we'll talk to you tomorrow, the very latest on the breaking sports news on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Johnny K, we appreciate you as always. And if the cholesterol is high, baby, so am I. Johnny Kilbasa on Twitter, Johnny Kilbasa Rocks on Instagram, and the Sausage Hut Podcast on any pod app or johnnykilbasa.com. All things Kilbasa on johnnykilbasa.com. Appreciate you, bruh. Anytime, bruh. All right, I can now confirm that was the first uh, big league home run for Christian Pache, and he hits it in the playoffs. That's a that's a that's got to be a great feeling. All right, back to the phones. Robin's been hanging on way too long. Robin, what's the craziest thing you've done for money? 
Uh, when I went to Auburn, like, 35 years ago, I used to let people take my car down to Florida. You'd, like, rent your car out? Yeah, I'd let them go to the beaches and everything. And I didn't realize, you know, in those days, if they got in an accident or anything, I could be in trouble. Well, I mean, your car would be in trouble. I think you'd be, as long as you gave them permission to drive their car, I, I think you'd be, I don't know how the insurance laws work. What did you charge for that, by the way? It, it would depend. Like, sometimes it'd be like 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Wow. You know, for the weekend, whatever. That's not bad. But I have a I have a question for you. Yes. When do you get any sleep? Because uh, when I wake up, you're on. When I go to bed, you're on. So basically, my sleep schedule is, is as follows. It's not that I don't get a lot of sleep. I just have to break it up. So usually, Robin, I'll sleep from noon to four, wake up, come do the show six to eight, and then go to sleep around 11 or midnight, wake up at three. So I'll sleep four hours and hopefully four hours, but usually it's four hours and three hours. That's brutal. Yeah, it stinks. <laughs> it, it really does stink. Thank you for noticing that. One more thing I remember when I did in college, I had a uh, Chevy Blazer four-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. And in New York, we'd get snowstorms all the time, and the cabs wouldn't run. And I would I would drive people from the from the campus to the bars for a buck ahead. Nice. So we I would get like six people in my Blazer, drive them to the bar, drop them off, $6, pick people up in the bar, take them back to the campus, $6, I would make like a hundred bucks in a night just running people, and then I would park my blazer at the bar and go in and spend the hundred bucks like an idiot, like an idiot. Uh, we'll come back. We'll finish up with your calls. Uh, Braves are now down fifteen to one in the bottom of the third, and Nick Saban has COVID. Busy sports news day here on the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. I love this beat. Turn it up, Longo. You really can't, huh? The Rock Wilder closing out the Mark Aram Show. Short show tomorrow because of Bulldog football. Will the dogs play Alabama on Saturday? We are hopeful, but uh, Nick Saban has tested positive for the COVID. Harris joins us in Sandy Springs. Harris, what's going on? Not much. Uh, I was calling because... Uh... I wanted to say, I don't get why the BYU students are doing it. It's BYU is a, an exceptionally inexpensive, uh, inexpensive college to go to. I think, I think, you know, most college kids are broke. Even Ivy League kids are, are broke as a joke, right? Isn't that? I mean, unless you come from a very privileged family like Longoria. Yeah, like, you know, people like Chuck Longoria, uh, Chuck, Deborah, and myself. Yeah, we did, she had to sell hair, Longoria. Yeah, I know. She had to sell hair. Oh. I had to sell Avon. Chuck had to sell venison jerky <laughs> out of the back of his dad's pickup. He did sell a lot pickup. of wild meat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Charlie's up next on the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, Charlie? Hey, Mark. I know you're real short on time, so I'll just tell you this on the, the Reader's Digest version. But uh, in the 1970s, I, uh, in my fraternity at Georgia, I'd rented a Coke machine from the local Coca-Cola bottler for 8 bucks a month. And I drive to arcade and fill my car up with beer, case of beer for five bucks. I rigged the Coke machine where it's fifty bucks a can, so I was I was grossing twelve hold on, hold on. bucks a case. Fifty dollars a can? No, fifty cents a can. Okay, all right. I was like, who's buying fifty dollars? That's genius. <laughs> How long did you get that going for? Two and a half years and I graduated and I sold my franchise. But there were weeks <laughs> I was making 
three to four hundred dollars a week, and my my dorm room or my fraternity house room looked like a beer warehouse, and I had guys bounding on my door at night. Give me Bradford, let me get get check. I'll give you some check. <laughs> I only took cash. I only yeah, took smart. Cash. You're smart. But I made a dang fortune. How long ago was this, Charlie? It was in the mid seventies. You should still be doing this. I don't know why you gave that up. I would still. <laughs> you could have been well, retired by now. That is brilliant. Here's the scary thing. I won't tell you the name of fraternity, but I was the president of the fraternity, and once a quarter, the fire marshal would come by and check the house out. And it wasn't air conditioned, so we started in the attic and work all the way down the basement. Turning out the uh, beer machine was in the basement. It just said Coca Cola, Sprite, Anna Orange, or whatever. Yeah. So he was sweating. I'm sweating. And he said, "God, I really need a Coke." Oh no! And, uh, <laughs> the way I set it up was that you had to put a quarter in, push the button, but then you had to put another quarter in and push the same button to make the beer drop. Gotcha. So he he puts a quarter in, pushes a button. I said, "You know what? This thing ain't working right. I'm sorry. Here's here's a quarter. I'll pay you back." So. Let me try it again. So, well, don't push that button because we know that one doesn't work. Had that worked, <laughs> that beer would have fallen. <laughs> and I would have been a bootlegger. <laughs> that You know what, Charlie? You just won star of the show with that. I appreciate the call. Uh, let's give it to him officially, Longoria. What a great scam. And now, are you Can guys do ready that work for here? the Mark Aram star In a vacant break room upstairs? Just oh, a, yeah. A beer soda machine? Oh, like Sopranos. We'll just be running that place yeah. upstairs. <laughs> Warren, real quick, buddy. You got 20 seconds before we got to get out of here. Warren, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. Uh, just keep it short and brief. Used to try to be a street pharmacist back in the nineties, but that didn't work. Out. <laughs> good, good. That's uh, you can do jail time for being a street pharmacist. I don't know if you can get jail time for selling Bud out of a Coke machine, Budweiser out of a Coke so. machine. That's a great scam. That's good. good for him. Charlie, the listener, wins star of the show. Uh, short show tomorrow, six to seven. We'll do little. Uh, we'll do little Sanjay. Little Sanjay will do. Would you rather? We'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet, and it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.